good morning, everybody. We're GFBS, Grand Fork's best source. On a Tuesday, joining us today from the Midwest Public Health Coalition, David Waterman is back in the studio. Also, today, we've got a PPE expert, Paul Johnson. It's going to be an awesome show. And our show today, by the way, is brought to you by Pure Mist. You want continuous protection to any indoor space, contact Pure Mist Total Indoor Environment Protection. Their multifaceted process uses advanced technologies to destroy contaminants in the air and on surfaces. You know, Pure Mist can protect homes, businesses, classrooms, clinics, fitness clubs, retail stores, hotels, child care centers, video podcast studios, and so much more. It's the apex of indoor environment protection, destroying surface and airborne microbes, including viruses, bacteria, mold, fungi, allergens, and odors. And if you didn't know this, ActivePure is an FDA-tested and approved technology to reduce and eliminate SARS and COV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19. In fact, Grand Fork's best source, now protected by Pure Mist. Maybe you should think about protecting yourself, too. Call Chad at 763-229-7969 or go to puremistco.com. Protection of every second of every day, 365 days a year. Pure Mist's total indoor environment protection. Clean spaces, healthy people. All right, if you got any questions, feel free to text us. Our phone number here at GFBS, 701-213-0863. Again, that number, 701-213-0863. And before we get rolling, time now for our uh, daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. All right, y'all heard about the weather coming up. Well, did you hear about the uh, local weatherman who named the upcoming snowstorm after his oldest son, Kevin? Yeah, local weatherman named this upcoming blizzard after his oldest son, Kevin, uh, because he didn't think it was going to amount too much either. Um, yeah. What do you think of that one, Katie? Wow, wow, that's all I hear. Yeah, well, wow, wow. you got that oldest son, Kevin, wouldn't amount to anything. <laughs> Name a storm after him. All right. Uh, here we go. Back to business. Welcome to the studio, David Waterman for the Midwest Public Health Coalition. Uh, how are you doing, David? I'm fine. Good, good, good. Glad fine. you're back you? in the studio. Getting ready for Christmas. Yeah. Are you ready? Looking forward to that. No. Yeah. <laughs> we had one on Saturday and we have another one tomorrow. And then we're not going to do anything on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve. Really? Yeah. I'm going to watch the Vikings get their butts handed to them again, probably. So, no. oh, okay. Yeah. Not so much why else. don't you do anything on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve? We normally do, um, but you know when your kids start to grow up and they have kids and they have other families and we try to work it in when we can. We get everybody up from the Twin Cities, which we did on Saturday, um, and now just our small family group, will we will do that tomorrow. Then that way they can go to his in-laws and, you know, it's, 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 it's as functional as a dysfunctional family could be. Right, right. <laughs> Paul Johnson, welcome to the show. Uh, big time follower of GFBS. Um, you like to uh, talk a lot, especially when David Waterman's on the show. Um, you are, which I would consider a PPA, PPE expert. Um, I'm guessing you would consider yourself that too. Uh, well, not in all fields of PPE, but respirators. Okay, tell us how you know so much about PPEs. I mean, you've got a pretty good background on this stuff. Uh, I started out in the asbestos industry, uh, doing air monitoring, consulting, testing. Uh, later on in the years, then we started doing the removal too. And our guys had to wear respirators. That's, 
I ran the respiratory protection program. Mm -hmm. So, so uh, basically, and we're going to see some of the equipment that you have with us, but, um, uh, you know, this whole thing, and that's what the show is going to be about again, to mask or not to mask, but, um, the, the mandates and stuff, uh, and we'll get into this more too, but, um, they're, they're kind of really a joke, aren't they? Um, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, considering what you used to get yourself into, uh, because let's face it, asbestos is bad. <laughs> I mean, you have to protect yourself to the max when you're working with that stuff. Yeah, correct. There's uh, there's no level of asbestos you can take in that's good for you, period. And, and, and is asbestos pretty much gone now, or it's still out there in the older buildings, I would imagine? Well, I think our building age right now they're probably 125 years old mm-hmm. so there's still a lot that haven't been remodeled there's a lot of asbestos out there and and there's still a lot of people getting rid of it correct okay um i, I want to read this before we we get on with the show here and i find this very funny uh the cdc says the flu is almost non-existent this year because of wearing masks and social distancing but the CDC also says COVID-19 is out of control because no one is wearing masks and social distancing. <laughs> now, I know a lot of people that can't make up their mind about what they're, what they're saying. Excuse me, I've got the hiccups, and that really sucks. But, um, you know, what do you think about this, David? You know, they can't make up their mind. There's no flu because we're all wearing masks and social distancing, but COVID's out of control. John, um, I'm going to say something that uh, will probably make some people angry. Um, my wife and I made the decision years ago, 20, um, 20 years ago, uh, to homeschool our children. Because as I looked around, it occurred to me, just having conversations with adults and young adults, that that uh, now this is going to uh, let me just let me just back up because. I know this is going to cause a problem for me uh, if I say what I was going to say. Um, uh, a lot of people don't know, don't seem to know how to think for themselves anymore. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they they don't know how to put two thoughts together and come to a conclusion, right? Or to analyze what's right in front of them. And a lot of people do. <clears throat> the problem is that the folks who do know are looking at folks who don't know and kind of following their lead, I Mm -hmm. think, on this. Mm -hmm. So we're doing all these things that really make no sense to us at all. Um, We're hearing the CDC say one thing one day and another thing another day. The example that you just gave is is a perfect example. They also, I've pointed out, I've read from the CDC and and WHO uh, material multiple times on this show. Uh, And... So, for example, they both, both the CDC and the WHO and NIOSH and OSHA um, and workforce safety, they all say that cloth masks are not personal protective equipment. So, so, so I'll ask Paul, because Paul is the expert. If, yeah. if, a, if a cloth mask is not personal protective equipment, can it protect you? The N95 mask is considered a respirator. All the other cloth ones are considered a dusk mask or a nuisance mask. Right. So, and, and testing has been done for 
for over 10 years on even N95 masks, and they've shown that they are not effective at stopping respiratory viral infections because the, vir- the, the virions are so small. And because, as you know, a mask only works if you have a tight seal completely around the nose and mouth, correct? Correct. And so what about the ones that they're using at, like, you know, restaurants? You see all the waitresses and waiters wearing those black cloth ones? Actually, I believe the reason they're doing it is if they wanted to protect the citizens and employees, they would make them all wear N95 because those masks, a regular cloth mask does nothing. Okay. Uh, An N95 should only be used in, or it is usually only used in surgical settings. Do you do you have one of those N95s with you? I had no reason to ever have one. Okay. There, okay. Because um, this is this is what we're talking about, basically. Uh, and I don't even know if you'd consider this cloth. To me, it seems like it's paper. But this is what everybody is wearing, and they're thinking it's so great. I mean, it's so great. There's no flu anymore. So, but what actually, Paul? Does this do for anybody? I don't believe anything. Mm. To get back to what we were saying earlier, I think the reason all the employers are having people wear them is the N95 is considered a respirator. So then every business out there would have to have a respiratory protection program in place. All the employees would have to go get PFTs, mm-hmm. pulmonary function test. They'd have to get fit tested. Yep. Um, and they'd have to do this annually. Can so, you imagine what that would cost? Exactly. What is a pulmonary function test? It's uh, they they put you in an apparatus at the hospital and it uh, it measures your amount and capacity of breathing. Mm-hmm. So basically, it it tells you if you are physically able to even wear a mask yes. and it healthily or healthy, um, which is another thing we have talked about over and over again, how wearing a mask isn't healthy for a lot of people. It is not just for the, the, the fluids and everything building up in mm-hmm. your mask. Mm-hmm. I, I got a quick question for you, too, because my wife, she's been breaking out really bad on the side of her face. And it's from the mask, I mean, because it's never happened before. And it's not even like they're like pimples. It's like, a, it's like hives. Is there like some type of chemical or something that they have in these masks, too? Actually, I'm not certain on that. I know I, I came in the studio earlier, and then I left to go get some respirators. And the reason I didn't wear my mask when I came back, I was starting to get that oh. rash on my face. So, hmm. Oh, by so, the way, so, uh, Paul, uh, Al Vane says, try to be nice now, PJ. <laughs> I will. Yeah. We'll get C- them going. What does CDC stand for? Is it like clowns deciding cases or something? <laughs> What do you got for us, David? Well, um, one of the, excuse me, the World Health Organization in their, in their highly acclaimed document advice on the use of masks in the context of COVID-19, um, <clears throat> one of the things that they, they, they list the potential harms or disadvantages of wearing, ma- uh, likely disadvantages of the use of masks by healthy people in the general public include, here they are, Potential increased risk of self-contamination due to the manipulation of a face mask and subsequently touching the eyes with contaminated hands. By the way, I just want to make a note. I've seen 
uh, Tony Fauci so many times uh, playing with his mask oh, yeah. right before he goes on camera, right before he says something. He does it all the time. Um, he's the most brilliant uh, epidemiologist in the country, but somehow he's not smart enough to follow his own rules, uh, probably because he knows that. that anyway, I'm all, sorry. Um, <clears throat> Potential two potential self contamination that can occur if non medical masks are not changed when wet or soiled. I was at a restaurant uh, on a side note a few months ago, and the, one of the servers came over to me, and her the mask that she was wearing, which looked very much like like that one, mm-hmm. John, um, it was so wet. I was afraid it was going to drip on oh, my food. Oh. It was really gross. Nothing like a little special sauce <laughs> on your meal, right? <laughs> oh. Um, potential headache and or breathing difficulties depending on the type of mask used. So I, I just want to stop for a second, and I want to ask Paul this question because Paul is the PPE expert. Um, what, uh, what would, if you're wearing a respirator... It, it, I mean, they're different. They're you know, nuisance masks are not considered respirators, but isn't it true that that the smaller the holes, the the greater the filtration, but also the lower the 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 easy flow of air back and forth. So if you've got a very porous mask, airflow is going to go pretty easily. But if you have a more, uh, if you have a, a smaller mesh, so that you can filter out smaller particles. Then airflow would be would be at this would be restricted as well. Correct. That's why you either wear a nuisance mask or you wear a respirator, which are uh, uh, all the filters that you put on there or canisters are uh, regulated by NIOSH and mm-hmm. OSHA. So um, we're talking in the asbestos industry. It was three point three microns and larger. Our HEPA filters would clear them out. Unfortunately, with all of the engineering controls, um, Tyvek suits, respirators, everything we had on, the employees still could have got COVID because COVID is point one two five microns. Point one two five microns. Wow! And that- we were protected to point three microns in a heavily contaminated asbestos containment mm-hmm. right now when when he says could have gotten covid we i just want to make sure that we keep in mind we're talking about the black plague of the 14th century that will kill anyone that it touches right yeah yeah or, well, depending or, on what story you're in or wait oh okay right yeah no no wait this is covid right this yeah. is covid19 <laughs> which uh which 80% to 85% of the people who get infected with it don't even know it because their body kills it off. It's mm. actually a very weak virus. Yeah. It can be killed by, uh, by dishwashing detergent. Sure. Uh, and so m- most people don't have anything to worry about it. Uh, they get like a cold, sometimes a bad cold, sometimes a minor cold, sometimes nothing at all. Um, most, of, you know, most of the people that are walking around that, that are so terrified of getting it have probably already had it and didn't know it. Um, that's there. That's... I'm not a doctor, but that's my opinion. Oh, I, I believe the I've same read. thing. Yeah. Um, so, so going on potential number four, potential. These are the potential harms according to the World Health Organization. Potential development of facial skin lesions, irritant dermatitis, or worsening acne when used frequently for long hours. Paul, does that sound familiar to you? Oh yeah. 
Yeah, and she uh, is actually going to uh, try to get a letter to HR to see if there's some alternative that they could use. But, I mean, how long is it going to be before that even happens? I think she should be fired for just having that problem. Yeah. It's it, obviously her fault. Yeah, yeah. Her skin should not be <laughs> reacting to this irritant in that manner. Well, and you know, um, so John, he said uh, he used to work at the Crooked Pint, and he had a conversation with corporate and was like, these masks do nothing. He said, I agree with you. It's basically for public peace of mind. And that made me think of something as well, that when you go to all these different places and, you know, they're requiring their employees to wear their masks, well, they also are logoing them up. So, you know, everybody has mm-hmm. their business logo on the mask. So they're using it as a form of advertising. Sure, just like wearing a race suit. You Brilliant. know, if you're a race car driver, put your sponsorship on there so everybody can see it. But um, it's about time, you know, that, it, I mean, that's a smart move, but they still got to wear the dang mask. So it's a, it's a, it's a smart move for the, for the organization that's trying to make money. It's certainly not a smart move for your wife or for anybody that's having to deal with that because... The, the, the bottom line is this, regardless of what certain doctors from our local health facility will say all true, regardless of what they say, the fact of the matter is that wearing a cloth mask over your nose and mouth for hours at a time reduces your ability to intake proper oxygen and get rid of carbon dioxide. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a scientific fact. I would love to have a debate with one of those guys who wants to come and say, no, 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 there's no proof of that whatsoever. I'd love to have them come on this show and, and I'll talk. I don't care. You can have a PhD. You can have an MD. You can have both. Please come and debate me. If you're out there, if you're listening, you're saying that guy's an idiot. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Let's compare facts. Let's compare scientific facts together. How a person can put one of those stinking cloth masks over their nose and mouth and work all day long and not see a reduction in their blood oxygen level. Well, and not only that, but going back to, um, you know, like that rash and everything. So that's not just like, you know, when the masks are done, it's over with. Like she's getting scar tissue. Right. So, I mean, you're going to have to look at that for the rest of your life. And and if you don't wear it, you're going to get fired. And I don't have this in front of me right now, and 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 it it makes me angry. So you're going to have to take my word for it. Well, you don't have to take my word for it. But I was reading a study that was done by a doctor who talked about what happens to the brain. Uh, there's a certain part of the brain when it is deprived of the, the, the proper uh, volume of oxygen over an extended period of time that it does literal brain damage. And it's not like you're going to suddenly walk. Look, we've all known people that have done drugs, mm-hmm. right? If you live in America, you know somebody that at one point did drugs. They could do drugs one time. It could do brain damage. And they can sure. still look and sound normal, right? Mm-hmm. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so I, 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 wanted, I don't think this point can be made strongly enough. And I'm really glad that Paul is here because I want to ask Paul this question. We believe that masks are not neutral. Uh, Midwest Public Health Coalition believes that masks are not a neutral item, these cloth masks. If you put one on for 10 or 15 minutes, it's probably not going to do you any harm if you're, if you're normally healthy. But to wear them all day long, even a very healthy person is going to suffer uh, at some point significant physical mm-hmm. problems. You might not their, know it for health. 10 or 20 years. But so that, thank you, John, for, for stealing my thunder. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I had to get a word in here at least once. <laughs> That's right. So, so the question that I was going to ask Paul, which I will ask him now, is if you walk into a room where somebody just shredded asbestos and blew it into the air, 
and and you don't see much of a cloud, but you walk in without any kind of respiratory equipment on at all. You're just in there for, for three or four minutes, and then you walk out. Are you safe? Do you have nothing to worry about? Uh, absolutely not. You'd, uh, well, there's a latency period. Okay. So, but, but if, if, the, if the asbestos is in the air, even if you can't see it, and you're breathing it in for, for even two or three minutes... Is it possible that some of those asbestos fibers went into your lungs and stayed there? Absolutely, it could. There's no acceptable level of asbestos that exposure. you can inhale. Okay, no acceptable level of asbestos exposure that you can inhale. So, so now, now the question is, when you walk out of there, are you going to start... <gasps> you're going to start gasping for air? Are you going to fall over and die before you get to your car? Latency period is 15 to 30 years. 15 to 30 wow. years before you see... Mm-hmm the the negative the damage that yep. that asbestos did it's it's a little bit like smoking isn't it mm-hmm. or or any head injuries head trauma it might not be much you might you know it might be a minor concussion or a concussion uh, you see it all the time with um with uh, professional athletes and collegiate athletes in physical sports uh they're perfectly healthy when they retire at say 35 or 30 or whatever 10 years down the line uh they're just a piece of Play-Doh. Exactly. I mean, it, it takes time for this to do it, but it, it will happen uh, over time. Over time. Okay, you guys are starting to freak me out because I did drugs like 15 years ago. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well that's why I always... Kind of, kind of lose my well, That's why I always say the 80s was hard on me. Um, <laughs> uh, David, you might know a little bit about this one. Uh, we got a text. My son just got a job at Walmart in Detroit Lakes, and they said the mask is part of their uniform now. Since when is a mask part of a uniform, and, and is that what this damn world is going to turn to now? A mask is not part of any uniform, mm-hmm. unless you're, maybe unless you're a terrorist. I could see that if you're a terrorist organization. That, and so maybe Walmart is, is moving in that direction. Uh, but but the, the truth of the matter is, it's a joke. Masks don't stop COVID-19. If they did, it would be gone. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? The only one in Grand Forks not wearing a mask is me and my wife. Oh, yeah, there's more. I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but obviously, we are the cause. Look, lock us up. I don't know why they don't lock us up because clearly people like me and I, when I go to a store, uh, Paul, if, I, if I'm by myself, I'm, I'm the only one I see without a mask on. Uh, if my wife goes with me, she's the only other person I see without a mask on. So clearly, we... Are the unmasked people are responsible for every case of COVID in town. You know, I, right? I, I mean, that, that has to be true. Right. That yeah, has well, to be true. Mm-hmm. Unless everybody 100% wears a mask. You know, one of the reasons this makes me angry is because there are people that are in the hospital right now fighting for their lives mm-hmm. who wore masks all day long at their job. And they're now fighting to survive mm-hmm. from, oh, it must be COVID because it's respiratory. No, actually, it's pneumonia, which is deadly. Yeah. What does, where does pneumonia come from? If you're wearing a mask, how can you get pneumonia? Well, because you're creating a breeding ground sure. for bacteria right in front of your nose and mouth all day long, and you're sucking that material in through the, through the, the, the material where the breeding ground is, you know, is laid down. Mm. It, it's, it's pretty common sense. It's logic. And if we don't start saying no, and so here's my position. If you're told to wear a mask, say no. 
Look, if you're, do you know why surgeons wear masks? Do you know the original reasons surgeons started wearing masks in surgery? Well, I would guess bacteria or something. Because it looks cool. It's because if you're cutting into someone and suddenly the, you, you hit an artery or oh, something, sure. whatever, and the blood spurts up, you don't want it going in the surgeon's mouth. Yeah, right? that you're protecting bad, the surgeon. Exactly. Um, you know, I, I wonder if they're just looking for positive results because um, I know there's a mass testing event going on today here in Grand Forks again. And uh, I was reading the uh, media release about it. And, and they want you to come in and get tested, even if you have no symptoms at all. And, and to me... I mean, it, it's when the numbers spike is after they do these tests. Uh, and again, a lot of these people, they don't get sick. But, you know, our positives dropped 140 in the state since yesterday. Grand Forks County only had four positives. But when they tell you, come on in, even if uh, you don't have any symptoms, to me, it just seems like they're looking for more reason to throw more positive numbers out there. And again, that's just my opinion. But no, why? why? Th- John, th- I'm sorry. That's logic. It's not just your opinion. That makes sense. We have to start saying this makes sense. We have to start going back to the days where we say, you know what? If it makes sense, let's do it. If it doesn't make sense, forget about it. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't make sense, we're not, we're not going to do it. Because otherwise, we're now North Korea. We're China. We're, we're former Soviet Union. Listen, comrade, don't ask a question. Yeah. Do what told. Do what you're told. <laughs> Were you in Rocky Five? <laughs> I um I have to be honest. Uh it's very difficult for me um to uh to maintain uh a, a really cool head after this many months of insanity mm-hmm. that's literally destroying our nation. Yeah. It is tearing businesses apart, it's tearing families apart. And the, the, real, the real issue is that we don't have men who have a backbone to stand up for what's right. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say we don't. We have very few. I hear, I hear this all the time. Well, you know, if I don't do it, I'll lose my job. What if nobody did it? What if everybody at your, at your store, if everybody at the company said, sorry, show me that I'm a, that I'm a threat. Show me that I'm a threat. Show me. Give me proof. Give me medical evidence. Give me scientific proof that I pose a threat. I have no symptoms of COVID or anything else. This very mild disease that affects a very tiny percentage of the population, even if they get it. Show me that I'm a threat. First of all, you've got the burden of proof. And then show me that, that this mitigation effort, this wearing the mask, social distancing, hiding in my house, quarantining myself just because I talked to somebody who tested positive, Give me scientific proof that that actually works, that that's actually true. Because you know what? They can't because there isn't any. Right. And, and, and you know, this did happen. I mean, look at the CEO of Sanford in Fargo. Uh, got COVID, came out on social media and said, you know what? I'm not wearing a mask anymore because I've already tested positive. I did my quarantine and all that. Well, look where that got him. Uh, early retirement. You know, basically, people are afraid to come out and speak their mind. Uh, okay, if you've got, I'm guessing... That was a pretty high-paying job. Yep. Uh, these people, I mean, all of a sudden, if they take your $300,000 a year salary away from you just for saying something, of course, you're going to follow the flock and drink the Kool-Aid and, and say what they want you to say. I wish you would specify this is specifically the COVID Kool-Aid. Yeah, the COVID Kool-Aid. Yeah. Okay. You, know, you pointed out something with the, uh, 
the numbers compared from North Dakota to South Dakota. Are you going to bring uh, that up? We're going to get that. Uh, yeah, but there's a graph comparing North Dakota to South Dakota. Uh, by the way, South Dakota does not have a mask mandate. And the, the graphs, when you look at the positive cases and how things are going, hospitalizations and all that, they're basically even. I mean, they are almost dead on. And, you know, a lot of people think the governor of South Dakota that she's crazy. Um, I give her kudos because she stands up for what the people, her people believe in. And look at South Dakota's numbers. They're not bad. I mean, like I said, they're comparable to North Dakota, which has the mask mandate. Well, the the problem is that it's, I mean, look at numbers. The numbers are meaningless because the numbers are all based on the PCR machine Mm -hmm. test, right? Um, Carrie Mollis is the inventor of the PCR machine. Right, that's the machine that takes the DNA and it, it replicates it. They call it amplification. It actually, re- sorry about that. That's uh, hold on. I think this is my agent. Just a second. Um, yes, no, I'm no. Sorry, just kidding. <laughs> uh, the 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 PCR machine is designed to to replicate our uh, DNA, and and in the case of of COVID, it's R, it's RNA. So so it's the the, the RT PCR test that they call it. That's um, that's not a good test for, for a virus. Mm-hmm. Gary Mullis, the inventor of the machine, uh, he, 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 he said you can't use it for that. Yeah. He also, he died in, in 2019, just before the COVID thing hit. He publicly offered to debate Mr. Anthony Fauci. Mm-hmm. I have a really hard time calling him doctor uh, to debate Fauci and this was a quote from Kerry Mullis. I, I'm, I watched the video. He, he said, he, he, said he, he was an idiot who doesn't know anything about anything. Mm-hmm. So the inventor of the PCR machine, the one that's being used to, to find COVID in, in us so that we don't kill everybody else and kill, we don't kill grandma, we don't kill our neighbor, that machine doesn't work for determining whether or not somebody has it or, or, or is infectious or anything like that because it can find that molecule in anybody if you run enough cycles. Yep. So um, Fauci to me sounds like a street thug name. But um, so now the inventor of the machine that they're basing everything off of who says the machine doesn't work is dead. So now they can do whatever they want and say, well, this is the machine that works. Well, but. It, it, the, the, it works really well if you have DNA that you want to replicate. So if you have a small sample of DNA and you want a large sample of that same DNA, that's what the PCR machine is for. Okay. Okay. So, so, so RT-PCR is the test that they use, right? That stands for reverse transcription polymerase chain reaction. Big, long, fancy word that you just say RT-PCR. rt mm-hmm. That's got to be done so that you convert the RNA into DNA so that you can replicate it. But the point is that if you got sick with COVID, and we've talked about this before, if you, if, you got, if you got, excuse me, not sick, if you were infected with COVID, you know the difference between infection and sickness? There's a huge difference. Infected means that it went into your body. Yeah. So now it's inside your body. Mm-hmm. But your immune system kills it before you even get a sniffle, right? You, you were... Yep. You still were technically infected, but you were never sick. Mm-hmm. So, but infection sounds bad. Sure. It's not, oh, yeah, all these people were infected with COVID. Well, but none of them got sick. We were infected with a dozen germs before we put our shoes sure. on this morning. Yeah. Okay. And our, our immune system killed it the way that it's supposed to. So,
So if you get infected with COVID, your immune system kills it, but then you go in and test using a PCR machine, the PCR machine will find fragments of COVID-19 and multiply it, and you'll show up with a positive test. Even Fauci himself said any PCR test that's run more than 35 cycles is effectively a false positive. He's, and do you know how many cycles? And every cycle that they run, it doubles, effectively doubles the amount of, uh, uh, of, uh, of the, uh, the, the DNA that they're looking for. So if you start with one strand of DNA and you run 30 cycles, you end up with a billion copies. Oh, sure. If you run 40 cycles, you've got a trillion copies. Do you know what the, I've seen the, the I was going to bring it today, the, uh, the information, because if you call the North Dakota Health Department and say, how many cycles are, they running, are you running on these PCR tests? They will tell you, we're using the manufacturer's recommendation. What's on the, in other words, okay, here's the PCR kit, and I'm going to open it up, and here, what does it say? You know what it says? 40 to 45 cycles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's just think for a minute, folks. They're running these tests 40 to 45 cycles. And even, even Fauci said, well, they don't. I heard him in an interview, and the guy asked him, so do they tell you right away how many cycles they run? No, no, you have to come back and ask for that. Why? Why don't they make it mandatory if somebody, if a governor wants to really do some good, if a mayor wants to really do some good, make it mandatory. You tell us how many cycles, what was the cycle threshold before they found COVID-19? Sure. What was sure. the cycle threshold? Another cycle threshold is how many cycles did they have to run before the little, the little color change took place in the mm-hmm. solution? So that says, oh, that's positive for COVID. Yep. How many did they have to run before they got the results they wanted? You might be coming exactly. up with scientific data if you did that. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, um, we need to take a quick break here, but uh, Paul, I want you to maybe show us some of the stuff you brought with you um, if you want to know what real PPE is. Uh, but first off, if you need an oil change fast, maybe you're going on the road for Christmas, tell you what, you need to go to Valvoline Instant Oil Change in Grand Forks. Basically, no wait time. Uh, you can sit in your vehicle while they change your oil, and while you're sitting in there, uh, they'll check your fluids, your wiper blades, your cabin air filters, your head and your taillights, your batteries. They'll check your tires, rotate them if they need it. I just went through this over at Valvoline Instant Oil Change a couple of weeks ago. I was in and out of there in 20 minutes. Didn't even have to get out of my vehicle. Uh, it's timely service. Won't slow you down. You just sit in your car. And you know what? Here's another great deal. If you mention Grand Fork's best source, they'll throw an additional $7 savings on your oil change. And if you can't leave work and you live in town, uh, they'll even come and pick your vehicle up. Uh, you can't beat that for service. Locally owned and operated, open seven days a week, and they are fast. Valvoline Instant Oil Change. They're at 3325 South 38th Street or call 701-780-8462. But make sure you tell them Grand Fork's best source sent you. You can get that $7 break. Uh, back with David Waterman, Midwest Public Health Coalition, and Paul Johnson. We're calling him the PPE expert today. Paul, what would you bring along with you? Well, the first uh, respirator here is why they call it an air purifying respirator is it ambient air from the outside goes in mm-hmm. through an element, whether it be a canister, a filter, or a cartridge. This is, of course, Cold War era. Mm-hmm. Then we have the full face respirator. This is 
one of them that we use in containment all the time, pulling out asbestos. These are full-face north respirators with P100 filters. Uh, they'll filter contaminants out of the air 99.97%, three microns and larger. After we do the gross removal and get rid of all the gross contaminants, then we can lower the grade of respiratory protection down to a half face. It's a lot easier for the guys to work in during the cleanup of the project. Uh, same filter, just half face. So these two apparatuses here, these would protect you from COVID, yes or no? Uh, neither one of them would. Neither one of them would. So would, would, the, you, would the Chernobyl mask work? Can, can, can we? Can we that would the, not either. I'm sorry, can we just hold this up again? So this, in other words, this mask won't protect you from COVID-19. It will not. Yes, but in there, there's... but this mask will. <laughs> if you listen to the experts, this this mask is protective of COVID nineteen. This mask won't do you any good at all. But oh. that'll save you from asbestos. Correct. <laughs> you know, isn't will that... this save you from asbestos? No, sir. No, that doesn't. <laughs> what is this? Is Looney Tune time mm-hmm. in in America? And and see, I'm I'm so glad Paul came on the show today because uh, this is the things that we have been trying to tell people uh, when you're on the show. Uh, these paper masks that they are making us wear, they're not doing anything. They're just Except making you sick. Exactly. And if something like what Paul just showed us isn't going to protect you from COVID nineteen, well. Damn, no way in hell these blue paper slash cloth masks are going to do anything. We all knew Not they, even in North Dakota. We all knew they couldn't anyway. If you wear them in to your table and sit down and pull them off, what good did you do? Yeah, COVID-19 exactly. is a virus. It's airborne, and it's out there. Mm-hmm. Can, can I ask Paul a question? Go ahead. Is this, uh, this, this purple canister here, does this, t- does this part come off at all, or is that a, is that a sealed unit? No, no, I'm sorry. I meant on. I meant this very, this part right here. Yes. That's yep. Yep. You just after you shower out, you tape these up, you pull them off, and dispose of them. Can I just see what that looks like on the inside? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of what I suspected. I, can we get a close up of this there, Paul? Here, sorry, just kidding. All right, yeah. Good. And hold that up to the. Hold oh, that up is. to the. I want you to see. It's a. It's a pleated. It's a pleated filter. It's not focusing. There we go. There we go. Good. See those lines in there? Yeah, that's a pleated filter. And so, so the purpose of pleating the filter, I can ask Paul to explain that. What's the purpose of having a pleated filter inside of there instead of just one solid piece of material? Well, it's, it's actually a HEPA filter. Mm-hmm. That's why it's 99.97% effective. Right. And actually, uh, the dirtier these get, the, the better they perform. Interesting, right? Yeah, because there's more block, more stuff blocking. It clogs the, them up. It's like a little miniature furnace filter, but almost. But, yeah, the the more they perform in terms of filtration, mm-hmm. but the the worse they perform in terms of oxygen uh, getting to the wearer. Sure. And the reason that they that they're pleated is because you take this piece of paper, right? If you want to fit this into a small space, I can do this. The more I fold it, right, the smaller the space I can get it into. And so by pleating the filter, it, it, what it does is it effectively makes, instead of making this filter this big, it's only this big. Mm-hmm. They shrink down the surface area. So surface area is required for airflow, 
And that's the reason that they use a pleated filter. It's the same thing with the filter, your oil filter. If you cut open an oil filter from your sure. car, you see a pleated filter inside so that you get greater, greater, uh, less resistance, greater mm-hmm. flow through the material. This thing, you, what, those aren't really pleats. No. Um, <laughs> and so, so there's, no, there's no reason to be wearing one of these unless you're willing to, to go along with uh, whatever anybody tells you, even though it'll be hurting your health, because it does. The fact is that these cloth masks don't protect you. They infect you. All right. Now, here's another thing I want to know. Um, the vaccine is now being released. Uh, hopefully, it's going to save the world. But if the vaccine is the savior, they're saying you still need to wear a mask, even if you've had the vaccine, which I don't get. I mean, are, are, are they just doing this for the mask companies to make money? Or, you know, why should we still have to wear one even if you've been vaccinated? The other thing, too, that I heard to, uh, is that the vaccine that doesn't even, like, cure you of COVID. It just reduces the symptoms. Reduces symptoms. That's right. Yeah, that, that's, that's what they were tested for, to see if they reduce the symptoms of COVID. Not to protect you from getting COVID. Oh, and they don't protect you at all because you've got to come in for a booster anyway. <laughs> Almost like the flu shot. The survival, the survival rate for COVID-19 is 99.97%. Mm-hmm. It's funny how that number keeps coming up. But the effective rate for the vaccine is 90%. <laughs> so I think I know what I'm going to do with this one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, got an interesting text here. Uh, Tony O, we're going to call him. Will the paper mask make good toilet paper if I run out? There's a shortage again. <laughs> I think it would, actually. You have to be careful about those elastic bands, though. Things could get a little gnarly there, Tony. um, (laughs) You know, um, yeah, this is part of somebody's somebody's, uh, uniform. Yeah. Um, That's just a chin diaper. We have to ask... (laughs) We have to ask ourselves how far we're willing to go to to allow governmental officials to control our lives and to in and to damage our health we have to ask ourselves at what point do we say this is this is not just enough it's too much uh, i think personally that we're way past that point you know so really quickly though because uh, you just made me think of this so you know like when you walk into a grocery store one in particular if you even have it below your nose they'll say it needs to go above your nose before you can enter in here but when this whole thing first came out, they were saying, well, it's because if somebody were to cough or sneeze, it'll reduce the amount of distance that it'll travel. Well, if I'm just breathing, walking in, and my I'm breathing down anyway, but, what, I mean, where do they get off thinking that they can all of a sudden just keep, you know, trying to enforce? I mean, why not over my eyes now? So if anybody from that grocery store is listening, if, if you're, I, can we get some mask enforcers in here? Wouldn't that be good? Why don't, I, I'm sorry. I mean, it's, not, it's your show. It's the not mask show, mafia. Can we get the mask mafia to show up? Uh, well, the yeah. other thing I, t- I was telling you, too, is like when I, when I go into a grocery store, I just want to tell them uh, what I need is a can of tomato soup. What I don't need is medical advice from somebody that runs a cash <laughs> register. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. That's really good, Paul. That's yeah. You hit the nail on the head. Um, and the problem is that they are ex- dispensing medical advice, which actually is a crime in North Dakota. North Dakota Century Code prevents prohibits anyone from practicing medicine without a license in North Dakota. And by saying you've got to wear a mask as a as a what as a medical intervention to prevent this this virus this disease from happening, that's medical advice. 
And if it's coming from someone that says you, you must do that, well, actually doctors can't even do that. Mm-hmm. A doctor can't make you wear a mask. They could, might say, hey, you should wear a mask because your allergies are so bad and they're going to, you know, but if you wear a mask, it'll help you. Um, they can't make you wear a mask. They're trying to make people wear masks. I want to just back up for a second because this is a very important point. Um, back in, uh, in January, we had five cases in the U.S., January 30th. February 2nd, eight cases in the U.S., and President Trump shut down flights coming in from China. He declared a national emergency March 13th. And then he extended guidelines for social distancing and that kind of thing uh, to April 30th. Um, here's the thing. When he, when, he, um, when he said that, that we're going to just, we, just ask, ask businesses to shut down for two weeks, restaurants and bars and stuff like that, just so we can get a handle on it, make sure we don't overrun the hospitals, and, and get this thing under control. And then they were urging him, his medical advisors, Fauci and Burks. Burks, you know, she's the, we talked about her before, Deborah Burks. She's the brilliant doctor who, when she was asked on Valley News Live uh, to, to give some scientific evidence proving that wearing masks work, she said, well, there was this, this salon in California where everybody <laughs> wore a mask, that was her medical evidence. That's yeah. the, the, these are the experts that we're listening to. And Fauci was saying, well, I don't think we can open up. I don't think we can open up as quick as the president would like us to. You know, he's, he, he says, let's just see. No, I'm sorry. President Trump had the right idea. We should yeah. have opened up before, before Resurrection Sunday, um, which is what he wanted to do. But, but here's the question. At first, it was, we'd like you to shut down. Then it went to, you have to shut down, or we will fine you. It started with, we'd like you to wear a mask, and now it's, you have to wear a mask. Uh, in North Dakota, you have to wear a mask, or else you may be charged with a Class B misdemeanor. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't know if anybody... So, so, so I'm sorry, Paul, let, let me just... So the question is, look at where we are now, Look at where we were nine months ago and ask yourself the question, is it just going to stop? Oh, I think that in January of 2021, it'll all go away and we'll all be back to normal. Really? No, I I think that this ball is going to continue to roll down the hill and it's going to continue to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And by the time we realize that it's so big, that nobody can stop it. It's going to be too late. Yeah. So the time to push back and resist against these unlaw because they're unlawful too. These mm-hmm. mandates they're illegal. Mm-hmm. These unlawful, immoral, uh, damaging mandates they're damaging our country physically, economically, and emotionally. And in terms of the general public health, nothing's doing more harm to the public health than forcing people to wear a cloth mask over their nose and mouth. That does, according to the PP expert, absolutely nothing to prevent COVID-19, but it most certainly could vitiate human health. Well, and you know, I, what I was just going to point out is that I don't know if anybody could see in our window here of the, the mall walkers, but we've just had about five kids that look like they're about, I don't know, maybe six years old. And, you know, they got their mask on and one of them was wearing like a, a ski mask. I'm like a kid has got to be dying of heat in, inside here yeah. wearing that. I mean, he's wearing like a full, full on ski mask walking through the mall and he's 
six years old. Yeah. I have a couple of texts here I want to reach out to. Celicia uh, or Celestia, Celicia, she's been talking with us before. Uh, this must be a quote from Dr. Johan Dennis, if you've ever heard of him. <clears throat> There's no medical emergency. It is a false pandemic. I can only reject the extreme disproportionate measures that are taken by our governments. It was all orchestrated to make you fearful enough to take the vaccine. Uh, Brian says, while driving alone in a vehicle, there's no reason to wear a mask, people. And then uh, Marie or Marie, Mary, uh, what is an emergency? How long is an emergency? What qualifies something to be declared an emergency? And yeah, I think great qu- have those people on the show. And, and, get them all. and we've talked about this before, uh, David, that um, how can it be declared an emergency? Uh, when we've looked at, at emergency declarations before, it was always a little different than this. I think that that's a great question. So let's 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 examine what. Yeah, what is an emergency? First of all, an emergency is sudden and unexpected, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's also proximate. We know exactly Usually what, earthquakes, tsunamis, things like that, tornadoes. Yeah, where it comes in levels half the town, mm-hmm. and what's necessary during an emergency. An emergency response. Yes. Right? You deal with whatever the, whatever the urgent need is at the time. Emergencies, by their very definition, are urgent. Something urgent must be done in order to mitigate this problem. Right? Fly in the, the National Guard to, to, to provide clean water to the, all the, 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 the people that lost their homes and can't just turn on the faucet anymore. Um, bring in the medical teams to treat the wounded. That's an emergency response. Yeah, what is the emergency right now? What's the emergency with COVID? Yeah, the biggest part of the emergency part to me was the fact that you couldn't find toilet paper in a store. I mean, that's an emergency as far as I'm concerned. And so <laughs> that, that actually doesn't even qualify as an emergency if you have a Sears catalog. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or if you get, or if you get the, the Grand Forks Herald. In fact, that could be a very well, good Well, you can only go to the bathroom like once every two weeks then because it's not a regular thing, you know? Well, so I forgot about that. This is right. a question I would ask too. So, okay, well, I got two, two points to make here. So the first one is, is that if I go somewhere and you got these people that come up and they start yelling in your face because you're not wearing a mask... Do I, am I awarded that same privilege? Can I go into a building and get in somebody's face and be like, that mask does not work. You need to take it off and stop being stupid. Paul, I've actually thought about it. You know? <laughs> I've never done it because I try to be polite. And then the other thing, um, when I was talking to you about this is that I showed you this picture and I, I put it up on Facebook and it's one of those cartoons and it's a, you know, a guy walking into a bathroom, one guy sitting like in front of a urinal and then there's. It shows, you know, five open urinals, and then the picture expands, and all of a sudden it's like 30 open urinals. And then the guy comes over and gets right next to the other guy to, you know, start peeing. And he looks over at him and he says, you're not wearing a mask is, uh, gonna, is affecting my health. Right. You know, when you could have used the, the 20 other urinals all the way down there. And this is what's so stupid about that. It's just a funny little cartoon, and that's the way I feel because anytime I've been approached by somebody, they've actually had to walk 30 feet over to come confront me when I was just by myself. But Facebook took that post down. They said it didn't meet COVID fact-checker guidelines. Hmm. What do we call, what do we call that in America? There's a name for that. Censorship. Thank you. Um, so, so- I'm sorry, can I go back to the, the questions that the, the people that texted in about the emergency? Sure. What mm-hmm. is an emergency? Because I think that it's, I, I don't think we can overemphasize this point either. The emergency measure 
that's been declared. We're, we're still in the state of emergency, according to the mayor and the North, the, the Grand Fork City Council, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, they just recently extended the emergency through the first quarter of 2021 for Grand Forks. They must have a crystal ball that there's going to be something that's of an emergent nature. You know, in, go ahead, Paul. Go ahead, John. You, you were going to say something. Well, if this is the, the case... Um, the bars got their normal hours back now. Uh, they can stay open until, I believe, 2 o'clock now, uh, 50% capacity, but they're slowly starting to let things get back to normal, but then again, they still do what you're saying. So, they're, uh, so okay, you can start running your business again at your regular business hours at half capacity. Mm-hmm. So we'll let you make... We'll let you make half the amount of money that you made before. Yeah. See how nice we are mm-hmm. to you? Yeah. See, we care about you because yeah. we're going to let you make half of your income, well, half of your potential income. Unless you go across that invisible line that, you know, where COVID. Where COVID doesn't cross? No, yeah. I, think, I think it's that COVID can't cross over to our side. It can't cross over to the right. Yeah, it exactly. can't cross the Red River because yeah. uh, you look at Governor Walls now. Um, oh, he's opened up outdoor dining now, which is great at this time of the year in Minnesota. That's perfect. But, and this is something I was going to ask you about, Paul. Uh, we were talking about this the other day with some, with some wrestling people that know their stuff. Um, you know, Minnesota sports, winter sports are set to start again here very soon. And, and this was funny because wrestling – Big in, in school, high school wrestling. They're going to allow high school wrestling again. So I don't know how long a match is, five minutes, seven minutes, something like that, whatever it is. But then when they're done, you cannot shake hands. <laughs> now, how much damn sense does that not make? Exactly. And, and what was the deal there? Wasn't there a lawsuit involved or something? Uh, there was an organization out there, Let Us Play, that uh, had a lawsuit against Walls. Uh, it was going to court here coming up in the next few days. I honestly believe he rescinded his order and let him do it. And once the lawsuit is kicked out, he'll probably crank up the rules again. Man, I tell you what, sometimes I think about moving back to this side of the river. Where I want, I, my question is, where are the adults? Where are they? Yeah. Stand up. Exactly. I, I mean, we obviously don't have adults running city or, or state government. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I, um, so I actually, uh, I spoke with a lawyer that we're going to try to get on the show. Good. And because um, I asked him what, you know, if it was legal for a business to require you to wear a mask. And he said that, uh, uh, that it actually is, that a business can do whatever they want. And even if they wanted to, you know, say that they don't allow black people in their business, legally, they can actually do that. It's just the, the consequences that might come after that. They would have to deal with good. Bring but, him on the show. I'd love to debate him no. because he's dead wrong. <laughs> the other thing too is that um, you know he made a good point. He said, "Well, if the masks really work and you're wearing one, then why do I need to wear one? Because it's protecting you from me, and you're pro- and it's protecting uh, me from you because of the one person wearing it. So why would you have to have an interaction between two? And he said that the, the reason that they're requiring these mask mandates and stuff in most of these businesses is because they're just afraid of the huge liberal outcry that they would get if they didn't. Can I be on the show when he's on the show? Well, that was the plan. Well, yeah. that was the okay. plan. Okay, good. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. Um, I'll, I'll tell you. And so if you're listening, sir, I don't know who you are, um, but, uh, uh, but I would encourage you to, uh, to, to look at the, uh, the Civil Rights Act of 19... Uh, 
uh, oh man, it just, uh, 19, 1964, Four, five. 1964, which says that you cannot, if you're a public accommodation, you cannot discriminate based mm-hmm. on color, race, religion, or national origin. Yep. You can't do that. It's against the law. So I've had an attorney who's a friend of mine, a brilliant attorney, who said, actually, a business can discriminate based on color if they want to. It's not against the Well, yes, it is against the law. If you read the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which is federal law, it's never been repealed. I mean, if you can show me where the Civil Rights Act was repealed, then I'll take back my statement. Well, so, but I think the, the point being made, though, is that, like, when, so your the business is your public domain, or your your private domain, and so you can tell somebody to get out of there because if they're black, but no, but then they can come around and they can sue you for discrimination. Yeah. But well, but as far as your property, they can do whatever they want on their property. No, sir, that's not true. No. Uh, I, well, I can. Well, I'm, say not, this. I'm not the lawyer, so we'll have him on the show uh, yeah, to talk yeah. about it. So so like this, I can. That's like saying I can legally assault you if you come into my house because it's my house. So if you're in my house. I can I can hit you, I can kick you, I can swear at you, I can call you names, and I can, which of course that's the worst thing for a liberal is to call them names, uh, uh, and I can uh, I can shoot you because you're in my house because it's my property, so mm-hmm. I can do whatever I want. My property. no, I'm sorry, that's not true. Yeah, you won't I, you won't find a judge anywhere. In the, well, you won't find a reasonable judge anywhere in the world in the in the country that will say you can do whatever you want in your own property. The fact that it's their property is irrelevant if they operate a public accommodation and stores and hotels and motels and restaurants are all classified as public accommodations, movie theaters, they're public accommodations. There's an extensive, in fact, public accommodation, according to the civil rights act of 1964 is listed as any business that engages in commerce. Mm -hmm. Right. So, if you're engaging in commerce and you're not and you're not organized as a private club, then you are a public accommodation. Now, if you want to have the John and Paul Club, and and membership is required for entry, that means you can't walk in the door without a membership, and mm-hmm. you decide it's only going to be uh, you've got to wear a goofy hat to be in the John and Paul Club. Then you can kick out anybody that doesn't wear the hat, or you can even say, "Hey, you got to have a beard, or you got to have never shaved in the last three days." Or you can even say you've got to be white or you've got to be black. You can make whatever rules you want if it's a private club. If it's a private club. If it's a private club. If it's a public accommodation, I'm sorry, you lost your ability to do that. You must serve the public equally, fairly, and give equal access to any member of the public. In fact, the the American uh, ADA, Americans with Disabilities Act of 1990, went farther than that. They said not only must you serve the general public without discrimination, but you must make reasonable accommodations to allow people that might have a disability who wants to access your service or products. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the law. Right. So unless it's going to impose a tremendous hardship on you or your staff or financial hardship, you have to make reasonable accommodations for them so that they can access your, your place of business. So for example, uh, if you've got to go up three steps to get into your place of business, but but I'm in a wheelchair, my wheelchair can't go up three steps. Mm-hmm. 
I think that most folks would consider it reasonable that you would come up with a couple hundred bucks to build a ramp sure, so that I could wheel my wheelchair up. That's the reason that it exists. Mm-hmm. And you cannot discriminate regardless of what anybody says. So now uh, COVID numbers are dropping. Uh, they've been on the, the drop now for a while, uh, especially here in North Dakota. And there are a lot of people that say, well, yeah, because we're all wearing masks. Um, do you think it's maybe just starting to run its course? So I went to the North Dakota Department of Health website and I looked. And between November 23rd, yeah, I think that it is starting to run its course, to answer your question directly. It, they always run their course. And so now they can take the credit for the, the people can say, well, it's because we made people wear we made people wear a magic piece of cloth over the nose and mouth, and we made people stay away from each other, and we terrified children, and we we made the elderly die alone. Deaths of despair have gone through the roof with the elderly. I'm sorry, I digress. They always run their course eventually. It doesn't mean that it's not going to be around in some form forever. But guess what? So is influenza. Mm-hmm. So are uh, a half a dozen other. Uh, more than a half a dozen other the, the cold virus. There's so many of them. We don't even know how many, how many hundreds hundreds of different viruses that cause the common cold. Yeah, and you know what I was saying earlier on one of the shows is it, I called it out, and it, it's exactly happening. I said, well, okay, well now when uh, if we finally get over this, you know, we have the the, the vaccine. Well, what happens if COVID 2.0 comes out? Well, now it they will. got now they got a new strain in the UK. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, it will. Yeah, and for sure, which apparently so, mutated like seventeen times. Or so something. they so so they can lock us down forever. Yeah, unless we say enough, stop. I'm done. I'm not going to do this anymore. And that's what we all have to do, or we will destroy ourselves. We will literally commit economic suicide as a nation if we continue down this same path. I, I, I want to get to these Department of Health statistics between November twenty third. And December 12th, um, let's see, the total number of uh, cases in nursing in nursing care facilities, uh, 10. I think that's December 12th. 10 cases in nursing care facilities. Um, I'm having a hard time reading my writing, sorry. Department of Public, uh, 277 hospitals state, uh, hospitalized statewide as of last week. 277 hospitalized with COVID mm-hmm. statewide. If we can believe them, if we can trust that what they're telling sure. us is true about the actual, these are people that are hospitalized because of COVID, not people that are in the hospital who happen to have tested positive for COVID. Right. Right. So we have to, we have to question everything that they say now because they've lied so much. Um, active hospitalizations in uh, Grand Forks County. The high was... 43 hospitalizations in Grand Forks County. That was November 23rd. You know what it was last week? Hospitalizations in Grand Forks County? Mm. 11. Yeah. You know how many people live in Grand Forks County? More than 61,000. Right. More than 61,000 people in Grand Forks County. And because 11 are hospitalized with COVID, that's an emergency? We're in a state of emergency because of that? Please, Really? Can somebody please explain that to me? So, I would love to have any, any, it's your show, but if it was my show, I would say any city council member, come onto the show, please, and discuss this with David Waterman. Okay, um, and, and, and this is an open invite. If there's people out there uh, that don't agree with uh, the Midwest Public Health Coalition, uh, David Waterman, maybe Paul Johnson, 
Uh, you can always stop by here and check out these pamphlets from the Midwest Public Health Coalition. But if, if there's somebody out there that you don't agree with what we're talking about, you know what? Feel free to email us. We're local at gfbestsource.com. Shoot us an email. We'll schedule you to come on here with uh, David. Uh, or you can call us 701-213-0863 because, you know, there's a lot of people that might not agree with what we're talking about and the Midwest Public Health Coalition. But again, we've hit on this many times. A lot of these people are just afraid to talk about it. And you know what? If if you really truly believe that, that this is all a bunch of BS and you're afraid about losing your job, uh, you can always wear a mask. You can always wear dark glasses. In fact, uh, the few times I see Mr. Johnson here wear a mask, you, you got that thing handy? This is, I think, pretty soon the whole world's going to have to start wearing these masks because uh, <laughs> this one is, uh, I love this, and I'm going to wait till he puts it on here to put that, show you, but tell me that thing isn't badass right there, huh? You know, and so I guess the the question I would ask, too, is, I mean, even I would ask even Paul this, is that, what would be the solution to this? You know, if masks don't work, I mean, and everybody are, they're so afraid of this. What, what is the solution? Like how do, how should we go about it? I mean, is there a mask that they make that would stop COVID? There's not one out there made. No such thing. There is no filtration unit, no canister, no nothing that will filter the COVID virus. Which oh. is which is why which is why healthcare workers still get COVID, and unhealthy, unhealthy healthcare workers can get very sick from COVID. So the only way then would be for everybody to just lock themselves in their basements until this whole thing went away, like no. world worldwide. Yeah, same thing for a cold, right? Mm-hmm. If you want to prevent the cold, which is basically what this is like. Do you know people die from the common cold? Sure, they do. Yeah, but, but we've never, but we don't destroy our economy or our culture our our country because people die from the cold um so so here's the i wanted to by the way uh, john you said if if you disagree i i don't care if people agree with me mm-hmm. i care if people agree with the facts exactly yeah and so show me where my facts are wrong I, i've got here they are come show me show me where i'm wrong all i've done is i've done uh, the 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 scientific I've looked at the scientific research I've looked at even what CDC and 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 World Health Organization has says uh, how how does it work to say uh, cloth masks are not PPE they all agree with that and then they say wear a cloth mask we uh yeah <laughs> we're not done with this by far but uh, we're getting pretty deep into this uh, so we're gonna have to wrap it up but. Um, Paul, thanks for coming on. Is there anything more you want to add to this? Um, we're getting all kinds of texts, by the way, about how good you're looking today. Oh, gosh. So, uh, <laughs> and uh, can we book this again? Yes. Because uh, let's face it, this isn't going to end soon. Uh, we, I think we all have the feeling that this is going to drag on. Well, what, what new information are we going to talk about? I mean, what's the, you know, if, if we're going to keep doing this, like it, it just sounds like just kind of, Talking about this is just stupid and it just keeps going on. What we need to do is get some of these naysayers that disagree with what we're saying. And we, we need to get somebody else on the show that can either prove us right or prove us wrong. Uh, if, if you could do either or, quit being afraid. Come on out. Put your face in front of the camera and let's talk. Right. 
Um, The reason that I think that it's, that uh, this is not going to go away anytime soon unless people take decisive action. And this is my position. And this is the position of Midwest Public Health Coalition, that the damage that's being done by these so-called mitigation efforts that are essentially nothing. I'll make this statement very plainly. There is no valid scientific evidence to demonstrate that wearing one of these stops COVID. Mm -hmm. There's no valid scientific evidence to demonstrate that staying six feet apart is going to protect you from getting COVID. There's no valid scientific evidence that says that being terrified and hunkering down in your home is going to protect you. You know, you know who, where where COVID is mostly spread, it's spread in the home. Mm Mm-hmm. So maybe the, maybe the answer is make sure that nobody goes home. <laughs> make sure that everybody stays in a little cubicle for three months until this virus dies off or until people die of starvation in their little cubicle, which sounds like I'm being sarcastic, but that's exactly what they're doing in places like India, yeah. where they're forcing people to die of starvation, not allowing them to go to work because they might spread COVID. This is insanity on steroids. Isn't that called point. like Bidenitis? And it's time, yeah, and it's, I think that it's time to let the politicians know that we're not going to tolerate another round of this kind of nonsense. I don't care who they are. I, I've got a, a growing list of people that I'm going to be fighting um, in the next election, uh, making sure they are not put back into office because they've demonstrated that they're incapable of leading. All right. Uh, David Waterman, Midwest Public Health Coalition, Paul Johnson. PPP expert and friends of ours. Uh, Thank you guys for coming on the show again today. And uh, we'll be talking more about this. (laughs) I'm guessing for quite a while, but um, yeah, there you go. Uh, Another great show in the books and uh, special shout out going out to executive properties. I got a text from an executive properties customer. And in fact, Joy Peterson was on the dirty Thursday show last week. And he said, you know, If these guys would have started advertising with you a couple of months earlier, I would have called them because I couldn't find anybody to do my work. So this lady writes to us, I called Executive Properties in desperation for an egress window install in Minto before winter. We had contacted several other companies, were told they'd come over in the summer, but then they must have forgot about us. Executive Properties agreed to the project. They gave us instructions on what to do before they arrived. They first drove up to lay down a blanket to warm the ground. Came back, completed the job quickly, did a great job cleaning up afterwards, which I greatly appreciated. They stuck around, gave us some helpful hints and ideas as we are remodeling our basement. They later emailed and texted me to make sure we were happy with the finished project. Said I could call back if I have any remodeling questions. Very kind and reliable, competitively priced. And I'd also like to add that they were careful and did not damage the yard or landscaping. Now, this is what Executive Properties does all the time. Call 701-330-1273 or go to executiveproperties.org to find out more. And don't forget, they also do snow removal. Wow. Hey, don't forget, we're now on Amazon Music. Tell your smart speaker to play GFBS Podcast. It'll do it. We're looking for your five-star reviews on Google, too. And if you didn't know this, GFBS is now on Pandora. Hey, tomorrow, we're back to high school hockey talk. Fact, we're talking girls high school hockey. Knight Rider girls hockey coach Alex Hedlund talks a little hockey with us. Be another good one to wrap up the week. Make sure you like us, share us, and tag us, okay? We're Grant Fork's best source, giving Grant Fork's an identity again.